This is Paul Schneiderman today on the 65th edition of Sports and Stuff on RainierAvenueRadio.world. Today, as my special guest, I have a longtime friend, Kevin Hill. Kevin is currently employed by the World Series champion Washington Nationals as their senior director of sponsorship activation. Did I get that title right, Kevin? You certainly did, Paul. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Uh, Before I go a little further with you, Kevin, I want to mention my engineer today and recognize him, James Gurr. James does a lot of stuff at RainierAvenueRadio.world. He also is the host of the After Dark Show. We have a lot of good things going on at RainierAvenueRadio.world. We have shows hosted besides myself in our sports department. Shows hosted by Rick Dupree, Granville Emerson, Ronald Ronald Laurent hosts a great show, Lidline Sports. Mazavita Marari hosts a show, Seattle Sports Weekly. Juan Cotto hosts a show. Mark Bryant hosts a fitness-based show. We also have lifestyle shows, political shows, music shows, and it's been fun to be part of the station now for a couple years. My show got started a little over two years ago. You can follow me on Twitter, pluslawoffices.com. You can follow me on Facebook. A bunch of my interviews are on my website, and some are on Mixcloud. We're going to in the process of getting more up real soon. Well, Kevin, let me get back to you. As mentioned, Kevin works for the World Series Nationals as the Senior Director of Sponsorship Activation, which we'll learn about a little later. later. Um, Kevin has uh, two degrees. He's a graduate of Santa Clara University. He also has an MA in Sports Management from Ohio State University. It's known as a great sports management program there. Kevin started working for the Nationals back in 2012. He's worked previously on the marketing side of the golf business. Kevin uh, has been a personal friend for many years. We grew up in Northeast Seattle together and we went to Roosevelt high school together. Kevin is the brother of Brian Hill, the son of the late Larry and Hill, great family. And uh, Kevin, thank you for coming on sports and stuff today. Just want to have a chance to learn more about your career. We're definitely going to have some Washington nationals talk today. Sounds great. Yeah. It's a exciting time back here in DC for sure. There's a lot going on in D.C. as we speak, no doubt about it, Kevin. Well, Kevin, I've known you for many years, and I know about your background a little bit, but why don't you share with the listeners how you got into the sports marketing business and um, a little bit about your degree from Ohio State University in sports management? Yeah, so um, after I got done with Santa Clara, um, I, I really gave some thought as to what I wanted to do with my career and um, and knew that I was always passionate about sports and uh, was looking for a way to, to get into the industry. Uh, obviously, I wasn't a, a former professional athlete. And so at the time, uh, Ohio State had one of the, uh, the top uh, sports management programs in the, in the country. And so I uh, was lucky enough to, uh, to get in. And, um, and really what, what Ohio State did for me was it just it opened up so many doors. Um, the, their alumni base is, is vast and, and spread throughout the country. And um, and it just so happened that my after, when I finished Ohio State, uh, my first job was uh, was in the golf business, working for American Golf Corporation. And uh, for those of you that don't know, American Golf is a uh, golf course management uh, and operating company, um, and they've got courses, public and private, spread throughout the country. And uh, and so that was sort of my first foray foray into the sports business and. And from there, I uh, moved on to a couple of different uh, large sports marketing agencies, uh, Octagon and IMG, and um, slowly made my way up through through the industry. You know, at, at the beginning, it was really all about sort of learning um, uh, how to project manage and, and uh, operate sure. uh, different uh, different projects for, for clients. 
and then uh, eventually moved my way up into more of an account management role and, and really focused around strategy for, for those particular clients. We've had a great run. And, and then from there – Go ahead. What was that? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say from, from, from there um, – you know, I, I, I realized that I just didn't want to be a, a golf guy. And, um, you know, so the opportunity to to jump over into baseball presented itself to me. And, and, uh, and you know, I've learned a lot since I've been here and, and um, you know, have loved every minute of it. Well, you're a good baseball player growing up, but I know, I know you've always been a baseball fan, Kevin. Kevin, when you were at Ohio State, um, did you find the program and the sports management program a little more on the theoretical or practical side? It was um, it, it was it was very practical to be honest. Um, you know, you had a when you went in there, you had really had a choice of, of going sort of two career paths. You could go down the college route, um, where you know your 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 end goal might be coming an athletic director, and uh, several of my classmates went down that road. Um, the other option was to go go more of the professional route, yeah, which is the which is the route that I pursued. Um, knowing that I wanted to be more focused on sort of the professional side of, of, of the business. And um, so a lot of it was very, um, very hands-on. Um, they, you know, having an internship was part of, was definitely a big part of that program. Um, I worked at uh, the local uh, uh, minor league hockey team called the Columbus Chill, which was, uh, which was pretty exciting. Um, the, the ice arena there was called the Chiller. <laughs> fun. And, um, and so it was very, it was very practical, um, learning about, you know, best practices and, you know, how to, how to run an event. Um, what are the, what are the key components of putting together a sponsorship package? Those sorts of things. A lot of yeah, skills. Of a lot of skills are, this yeah. is uh, Paul Schneiderman, host of sports and stuff on Rainier Avenue, radio.world with sports marketing executive, a Washington national staff member, old friend of mine, Kevin Hill. So Kevin, um, I mentioned in the introduction that you work as a senior director of sponsorship activation at Washington Nationals. Can you tell us a little bit about your day-to-day duties in this position? Certainly. So, so activation here at the Nationals, it's, it's really the fun part uh, of the organization. So essentially what that means is once we sell in a sponsorship, then it's my team that takes it over and make sure that everything that we promised in that uh, initial sales proposal is delivered. Uh, and uh, so I've got a, a team of, of five people that work underneath me, and each one of them manages uh, anywhere from 15 to 20 clients. Those clients are the, the front, you know, range from the big ones that you would you know, normally see um, on the outfield wall, the Coca-Colas, the Geicos, the Budweiser's of the world, all the way down to the, the mom-and-pop ice cream and, and hot dog vendors. And each one of them has has very specific goals and objectives that um, that we need to to achieve um, in order to you know ensure that they come back year over year. And uh, so we spend a lot of time just making sure that we're measuring everything that we're doing and and delivering on those objectives. Kind of trying to, I assume, in that position with all the different variety of businesses you have, there's there's definitely some different personalities you encounter and different business backgrounds. I bet, huh? Absolutely, and, and and specifically being in D.C., it's, it's really interesting in that you know we 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 work with a variety of different companies, and not everybody comes to the nationals to to become a sponsor for the exact same reason. So, you know, our 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 fan base here is very diverse. Forty-two percent of our fans are women. Um, we have one of the wealthiest fan bases in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, we're super well educated. Um, we have Capitol Hill and the military in our background, in our backyard. 
So, you know, we're able to devise programs and, and packages and, and sponsorship assets that can really tap into those different markets. What a diverse market. Kevin, so I want to talk a little more about the Nationals. And it just worked out so well. I've wanted to have you on my show for a long time. And then it, the timing, as I indicated to you earlier today, is just beautiful that, that I'm having you on a few weeks after the Nationals' big championship. So it's, 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 it's the timing's just great here. When the Nationals lost star Bryce Harper to free agency after the 2018 season. Harper, as we know, signed with Philadelphia. What were the feelings inside the Nationals headquarters after Harper left? Or was was there a feeling that 2019 would be a pretty subpar season for the Nationals a year or so ago? I don't I don't think so. You know, to be honest, we um, you know, our our front office on the baseball side of the business has has done a really good job of of making sure that that our team is, is well stocked in the in the minor league system, and you know if you look at some of the guys that um, that really perform well for us, uh, the Juan Sotos and the Victor Robleses of the world, and uh, Trey Turner, you know those are all homegrown guys that we have um, you know started with from the very beginning of their careers, and so I don't think there was any any worry that we were going to have a down year this year. Um, you know, baseball is just it's a funny sport. It's a it's a long season. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we certainly started off really slow, you know, and, and we, it wasn't until mid-May when we were, I think, I think it was like 19 and 25 when we finally started to turn things around. And um, sometimes you just need a few lucky breaks to, to sort of get things going, and, and, uh, and that's kind of what happened. Just an amazing year. We're going to talk more about it in a minute, the Nationals 2019 season. If you're just tuning in, Paul Schneiderman, host of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio.World with Washington Nationals executive Kevin Hill with my engineer, James Gerd, today. Kevin, by the way, do you interact with the players much in your, in your uh, um, senior position? We do, we do a few things. You know, some of our partners will have um, player appearances involved um, with some of the players um, through our relationship with those companies. Um, some, some of our partners have direct, direct relationships with those players. And so there certainly is some interaction uh, with them, but you know our our main focus is for the players certainly is 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 that uh, you know they're performing well in the field, and so we try not to get the the business side of it um, you know in in too too intermixed with them. Well, Kevin, next time I'm in Washington D.C., I expect you to take Steve Strasburg out to dinner, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we certainly hope he is back this coming season. Yeah, well, that's another question. I'm having fun. I, I, I have no none of those expectations. Um, so the Nationals started 1931 this season, and I read that when the Nationals were about 1931, some of the pundits gave your team a 1.5 percent chance to win the World Series. It, it sort of reminded me a little bit of the Sonics 77-78 season when the Sonics started five and 17 and got the championship. What was there any cynicism in the Nationals headquarters when that was going on? When your team was about twelve games under five hundred, I don't. I don't think so. I think you know there was. There's always, at least at that point in time, there was. There was still belief that we were going to turn things around. Now, if if you know we had gotten to the to the All Star break and and things were still you know not looking so great, then then sure there there may have been some some changing of those opinions, but. I think I think at that point in time things were still positive, um, and it really just all emanates from the clubhouse, you know. If, and our manager Davy uh, Davy Martinez, and you know he built he built uh, just a great culture down there, and and that uh, that culture emanates throughout the entire organization. It's just such a great story, the Nationals 2019 season, and and you may have a bias when you answer this question, a healthy bias that is. But but let me ask you something. 
So this come from behind national story where they start off 1931, which is, I don't know, close to a third of the season. And they came back and, and won all these playoff series. Do you think this was the best team comeback issue of any professional team in this century, the last 19 years or so, Kevin? Oh, that's a great question. I, I mean, it's, it's certainly a, a it's just got to be right up there at the top. And it, and it's not just starting from, from back in May. I mean, it's, it's, you know, every round of the postseason we were down, we were at an elimination game. We, um, you know, the, we faced the improbable. We had to win on the road um, in Houston to close the, close the thing out. So I, I think if you look at the entirety of the season, I, I think it's got to be top top three at least. Oh, I would think so too. And, I mean, going back to the 20th century, that's 100 years right there. So it's hard to go back that far and look at pro team comebacks. But just speaking as a, a fan 3,000 miles away in Seattle where you grew up, it just it's just an amazing story. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and you know, and in D.C. was just the, the entire city was just waiting for us to do something. We've had so many chances. You know, since I've been here in 2012, we've been knocked out of the first round three or four times. And, um, you know, there were such high expectations for us in those previous years to advance. And we just couldn't get the right, you know, the right ball to bounce the right way. Um, just, you know, things just happen in baseball. And, um, and finally it was, it was our turn to, to have some stuff and go right. Okay. Well, let me go back to your career for a minute. Let's do a little rewind. Do, do you miss the golf industry at all? Or did you feel when you, when you took the nationals job in 2012, it was time for a career change? I, I love the golf industry. I would, I would certainly consider going back into it. There's a bunch of great people that work in that business. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and I, I certainly still follow it really closely. Sure. I, I've known you've been a golf fan for a long time. Just tuning in, Paul Schneiderman, host of sports and stuff on Rainier Avenue, radio.world with uh, baseball marketing executive, Kevin Hill. We're already about halfway done, believe it or not. This the timing of these show, the time just goes so fast. So Kevin, you know, we hear about the tension in Washington, D.C. I mean, it's not just during the Trump era, but the, there's always disputes between the political parties and, there's always contention going on in D.C. I did an internship back in D.C. when I was in college back in the back in the 90s. So I spent some time in the District of Columbia. You know, there's a national perspective that the whole red, white, I'm sorry, red, blue, purple thing kind of calmed down a tad bit because there was a lot of unity in D.C. with people rooting for the nationals of different political beliefs. Is that what you've sensed, Kevin, living right in D.C.? Have you found some kind of some healthy unity in a way with the Nationals' uh, victory? I, I, I would like to think so. Um, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, our day-to-day business here is, is impacted much by, by, you know, the kind of the craziness that's happening on Capitol Hill. Sure. Um, but I, I would certainly like to think that both with uh, what we did this year and what the Caps did in the past, that, you know, there was, you know, an opportunity for people just to become fans of those teams and, and not let all the, the political stuff get in the way of that. So it's been a kind of a nice little digression away. Is that a way to break it down maybe in DC? Absolutely. 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 That's good. Hey, Kevin. So the, the Washington nationals have a historic tie. The Montreal Expos franchise, as we know the the nationals moved, I believe from Montreal in about 2005 is the Montreal Expos history embraced by the Nationals organization, or is it kind of a taboo thing not to bring up a whole lot around no, National No, we, we definitely embrace it. Um, 
We definitely embrace it. We actually had an, an Expos day here this past season where we wore the old school powder blue Expos uh, jerseys. On oh, the wow. Field, which was which was fantastic. And uh, and if you look at our um, of our sort of Hall of Fame players that we have up on uh, within the stadium bowl, we've got uh, Andre Dawson, Gary Carter and Tim Raines up there. So. We, um, you know, we definitely recognize that that's where you know this organization started. And, and for me personally, it's kind of fun. I was always a, always a huge Gary Carter fan, and um, so it's kind of fun to to see his name up there on the wall. Andre Dawson, Gary Carter, they're just some great members of the Montreal Expos. I can't forget the name Rus- Russell's Rusty Staub either. There are a whole bunch of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. How much of fun Expos players. Right, right. You know, that's interesting that the Nationals organization has taken steps to embrace the history of the franchise. If I can throw a little shot here, I don't see the Oklahoma City Thunder wanting their players to wear Sonic (laughs) uniforms, you know, so. No, yeah, you know, that's, that's. And then I'm fine with that. Perfectly honest, I think we hold on to that in Seattle, and, and hopefully that that, uh, that comes back to us. Speaking of Montreal Expos, Kevin, you work in the baseball marketing field. If, if the MLB expands one day, you think Montreal's a front runner to get a franchise? I I could see it happening. Um, I mean, that, that from what I understand, that um, that city's made some some strides in trying to uh, woo MLB back. So yeah, I could see it happening. It would it would, it would strike me as being kind of a logical city to have an, an, an MLB franchise again. I read once, I think North, I think Montreal is the largest city in North America to not have a Major League Baseball franchise. Who knows? Maybe Montreal and Portland one day. You never know, huh? Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Vegas could be in the discussion, but we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to see. But I'd like to see Montreal get a team back. Paul Schneider again on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio.World with Washington Nationals Marketing Executive Kevin Hill. Okay, Kevin, so like I mentioned earlier, I spent some time Washington, D.C. I know the area a little bit, not as well as you. And I remember when I was back in D.C. over the years, this is before the Nationals were formed, that there were a lot of D.C. baseball fans that had season tickets went to Orioles games. Is there still a big constituency of D.C. fans going to Orioles games, or has it de- been depleted a little bit since the Nationals reform? I, you know, it's that, that, that's a great point. The um, I think when the team first moved here, there there were certainly were people that grew up um, as Orioles fans in the city because that's that was the closest team that they really had to root for, and. Um, and and now I, I can honestly say that I, I think you know we've we've turned a, you know a bunch of those Orioles fans in, into uh, into Nationals fans. The one of the great things about working for the Nationals is that you know we don't have the hundred plus year history that the Red Sox, the Cubs, um, the Yankees have, and so you know a lot of what we do on the business side of things is we're we're all about building our fan base, and so those kids that are. 10, 11, 12 years old that have a Nationals hat on, you know, we hope that those are going to be our season plan holders, you know, 20 years down the line. And so it's, um, it's, it's, it's really fun to be, you know, part of that sort of fan base building team here at the, here at the Nationals. And the Orioles National Series, I understand, Kevin, has become a pretty decent interleague rivalry these days. Is that correct? Absolutely, it's um, you know the uh, the Orioles have they had a down year this year, but um, you know there's there's been some seasons where both teams have been right in the playoff hunt, and we um, we always play every year. We play two here and and two there, and um, those are usually very well attended games. 
Yeah, what what is it? Maybe it make a maybe a forty five minute train ride from Union Station to Camden Yards. About Kevin, is that is that pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably a shorter train ride. It's, it's a, definitely a forty five minute drive, so it's it's not far far away at all. And Camden Yards is a nice stadium too. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I always always remember that from uh, Tim Griffey Jr. hitting that uh, that long home run during the home run derby. Good memory, Kevin. You know, when I was in D.C. I was told, again, this is many years ago, to be really careful going into southeast D.C., the Anacostia neighborhood. It was seen as a part of D.C. that, that was not always very safe. I understand that the, that the stadium has played a role in revitalizing that area. Do you have any insights on that, Kevin? Um, I certainly do, actually. Um, the, so, yes, this, 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 the entire city in, in and of itself has changed completely since you've been here. And it's a, it's a fantastic city. The the area down here in the Navy Yard um, that you referenced is is definitely changed. There's tons of bars and restaurants and office buildings and condos. Um, I actually now live down here, um, so I walk to work. Um, I've got a five-minute walk along the uh, Anacostia River, which is uh, which is kind of fun. And um, it's it's turned into a destination, and it's a it's a thriving neighborhood. Um, and that and the Nationals are are you know one of the anchor tenants here. Um, the, uh, DC United actually just built their brand new stadium here, um, last year. And so they're, uh, they're our neighbor and, um, it's, it's booming here. You're part of an urban renaissance in DC. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Paul Schneiderman again on sports and stuff on RainierAvenueRadio.world with, uh, Na- Washington Nationals marketing executive Kevin Hill. Having a fun conversation about Kevin's career and, and the Washington Nationals. It's it's fun being 3,000 miles away and kind of getting some insights about the, the championship year that the Nationals had. By the way, Kevin, I'm going to rewind again. Was there any particular course you took at Ohio State University in the sports management program you really enjoyed? Um, I mean, I work in sponsorship, so I would I would definitely say that anything that I, I was really focused on on the sponsorship industry in and of itself was, was probably the most interest, interesting to me. Um, I'd say that and, and just, you know, general event management um, principles are, uh, are, are two that I've taken all the way through my career. Did a lot of your professors, Kevin, at Ohio State, did a lot of them, had a lot of them worked in the sports industry? Um, you know, I, from what I remember, most of them were, were um, primarily just in the academic field all the way through their careers. Um, but they, you know, they would do, they certainly had relationships with a lot of companies and organizations within the sports field. Um, so they would be able to bring them in as, you know, guest speakers, et cetera. Yeah. That's, I know that's a great program. Ohio State University in the sports management field. That's a great, great, great school. You like Columbus, Ohio a lot? I did. I I really loved it. And, um, you know, they're, there, I'm still a still a Buckeye fan, um, and uh, and follow them pretty closely. Yeah, I went to the Rose Bowl last year, watching Ohio State manhandle Washington. That was a tough one to swallow, but a great, 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 great public university, Ohio State. So, Kevin, you know, we talked a little earlier about about Strasburg. I was kidding around that you're going to take me in Strasburg to dinner, but uh, I, uh, you know, I'm reading that that Strasburg, Howie Kendrick, Anthony Rendon, Ryan Zimmerman. There's all sorts of free agents. Do you have any behind the scenes insights? What's going to happen with some of these uh, Nationals free agents? Um, I wish I did, um, <laughs> and if I did, I don't know if I could probably share it. But um, you know, the only thing I will say is that um, Mike Rizzo, who actually just won um, uh, Executive of the Year in uh, in baseball yesterday, I believe it was. Um, 
he's a he's a fantastic general manager, and um, I think everybody here trusts that he he knows what he's doing. And and um, you know, regardless of what happens with any of those players, I think he will he will have a great product for us on the field next season. Should be fun. Uh, any 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 anything you know about Fernando Rodney, the former Mariner? And I got to tell you something. <laughs> I got to tell you something, Kevin. For a lot of Seattle baseball fans, such as myself, watching Fernando Rodney play well in the NLCS, it was like life is funny, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it really is, and and I, I you know even though I work for the Nationals and, and live out in DC, I'm I'm, I'm always going to be a Mariner fan, and um, I uh, I keep hoping one of these days that uh, that that organization will uh, kind of right the ship and and um, get get back to the glory days. I you know some of my fondest memories were. We're, uh, you know, in the 95 Mariners, just, you know, with, with the Griffey and Edgar and, and all those guys. No, no doubt. That was a, that was a great era of Seattle baseball. But it's, it's just, it's fun to have a guy like Rodney get a, get a World Series ring. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it was... <laughs> well, we had, and we also had Strickland on the team and, um, and Elias. And so it's, uh, that's right. Yeah. We, the yeah, Mariners, Mariners helped us get there. A couple other guys. Yeah. You're right. Thank you for reminding me of some other players. Kevin, anything else about your job at the Nationals you want to share? that the listeners um, may find interesting? No, I think, you know, the, the interesting thing for, for me is that I, uh, I do work at, I'm at every single baseball game um, here, here at Nationals Park, and, we, and I also go to a few away games. And so, you know, it's, uh, the baseball season is a grind, and, and um, you know, it's, uh, while it may seem, uh, you know, somewhat glamorous from the outside, it's, it's definitely uh, it's a lot of work, and and uh, you know we work a, a full day job during the during the day, and and you know stick around for the games at night. So, it's um it's it's been fun. It's it's a lot of work, but uh, certainly uh, well worth it when you win the World Series. Obviously, winning the World Series is probably your best memory of the Nationals' great run. Can you throw another little tidbit or two of a great memory you have personally of the Nationals' playoff World Series run? I think. To be honest, I think probably the best thing about the entire World, World Series experience was having people like yourself, um, a bunch of other friends back in Seattle, just follow what was going on with the team out here. In fact, I actually had uh, there's three three buddies of ours, as you know, uh, Rich Menti, Ben Coyne, and Rob Weber. They they were able to, to come out for for the three home games that we had here during the World Series and and experience that whole um, that whole stretch of games with myself and it was um it was a lot of fun to you know to to go through that world series experience with with three close friends and then to have everybody back home the moment the moment we won the world series i had i must have had like 200 plus text messages from from people back home and just to feel that love and support was really cool no doubt about it. i spoke to those three aforementioned you guys you mentioned they just love me back in washington see well kevin thank you so much for coming on sports and stuff on rainier radio dot world fun to Learn about your learn more about your career and get your take on the Nationals as an employee of the organization. I really appreciate coming on today, and you and I will definitely be in touch. Thanks a lot, Paul. Appreciate appreciate the offer, and uh, look forward to catching up. Likewise, you take care, Kevin. All right, bye bye.